There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. For over 20 years, uh, this New Yorker comedian, writer, actor, Uh, TV host and loyal Ross Shopper uh, has been keeping his promise to salsa singer Mark Anthony to open all of his shows. So this started back in uh, 1989 when Mark was starting out his career. He asked uh, my guest if he could be his opening act on his comedy circuit. After hearing El Flaco's talent, he then offered his uh, offered to be his opening act when he made it big. And here we are, 21 years. Yeah. Uh, on tour with Mark Anthony. Que jodienda. Que jodienda is right. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. This is Hola, my name is with the awesome Joey Vega. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. My name is. My name is. Hola, my name is Joey Vega. Joey. Ajá. 21 años trabajando con Mark Anthony. El tipo paga bien. Paga, bueno, tengo casa. Mira, mira. Dress con well. Chaleco, con from, from Ross. So you dress from Ross. Ross All your jokes have to do with Ross. The Latino, the Latino uh, Macy's. Ross for less. I love that line. How are you, brother? Good to see you. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, it's good to see you again. I see you during the concerts. Yes. I remember you from years ago. We met in Miami a long time ago. I went. I did your show. Yes. And, and we met at the, the gay bar. We had a couple of drinks. We had a couple of drinks. And we'll, I don't we'll remember, cut that out. Don't, don't, don't tell Joey's wife. Don't tell Joey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't remember much after that because I think you, you roofied me. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't pull the Bill Cosby thing on me. No. No, honestly, uh, you know. So yes, we we go we we go way back. I, we see each other at all the uh, the events and at all the the concerts and on tour with Mark Anthony, and I've had the great privilege, such as yourself, to tour so many different parts of of the world with with Mark Anthony and seeing his awesome uh, talent on stage and seeing him bring together the culture mm -hmm. uh, together through our our great music, his great uh, music. But every single Mark Anthony show opens up with. With so much, it's so much fun. People really look forward to it. And if you've never been to a Mark Anthony show, number one, you don't know what you're missing. Shame on you. Yes, you got to go. And one of the things you're missing is the awesome Joey Vega. And I'm not bullshitting. You're funny. You're spontaneous. You. You're real. Uh, and people really um, uh, connect with what, with the things you have to say. And I think it was well overdue for us to sit down and have this chat yes, to know more about you. Definitely. How'd definitely. you get started? I got started on a dare back in, I'm not even going to say Uh, and uh, I was going to go dancing, and I was with my friend and his brother, and we couldn't get into a club. It was a white club, and it was on a Wednesday night, and they wouldn't let us in. Because you were Latino or because, because you were under 21? I think because we were Latino. Okay. No, I was, I was 26 or so, and, uh, and my friend's friend said, let's go to the improv on 44th Street. And I go, what's, what's the improv? 
I didn't know. He goes, oh, it's a comedy club. I go, comedy club? He goes, yeah, they got stand-up comedians. I go, all right, let's go, because I always like com- comedy. My father used to watch stand-up comedians on the Lawrence Welk show. We grew up watching stand-up comedians. So we went there, and we watched the show. Joe Piscopo was on, Eddie Murphy was on, uh, Paul Reiser, Jerry Seinfeld. And my friend turned over to me and said, you could do that. I went, no. No way. Just out of nowhere. I don't know what he says. You could do that. But you're always fast and on your feet. And I was always punchlines. You're them. funny. Okay. But I'm, I'm very shy. I mean, okay. I was always very shy. You still consider yourself shy today? I still do. I still do. Uh, that's why I told the camera people, the crew, to leave. <laughs> There's nobody here. It's just us <laughs> that's two. That's why I told that's them to it. leave. But no, I, and so I never thought I would do it. Never in a million years. And they said, no, we dare you. We dare you to do it. So I, uh, I went to the improv. I picked a number. Back then, you had to pick a number. And with whatever number that was, you'd be, you'd audition. It would be an audition night. They'd have 25 numbers. I picked 25, the last number. Wow. I chickened out. I chickened out. I, I, first of all, I changed my name. My name was Sergio uh, Gutierrez. <laughs> okay. It's just think, you picked like a French name? I know. Because my mother's name is Gutierrez. Got it. Gutierrez. Okay. So that I makes said, sense. Sergio Gutierrez. <laughs> and I chickened out. I, like, I can't do this. So then following month I did it again they go oh you could do it you could do it we dare you to do it and I'm like, all right I'm gonna do it so I picked up 25 number 25 again, again. so I was the last one so it was like 2 30 in the morning by the time I went up to do my five minutes there was like maybe four people in the audience and the owner of the club and she came up to me she said I want you to come back and I want you to hang out and do late night which means after the schedule is over we pick the newcomers hmm. to go on and uh, everybody at the club was like, oh, this guy's the second coming of Freddie Prince," because no one ever passed on the first try. And I did. Luckily, otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here talking about comedy. How much did you prepare for that? I, for that pre- material I that actually you- prepared. I, I, and, and my jokes are so bad. So, so bad. It was about everything was Puerto Rican this, Puerto Rican that. Okay. Uh, Puerto Rican Airlines. I knew it was Puerto Rican Airlines because I saw the pilot uh, holding jumper cables in his hand. <laughs> it was horrible. But They're pretty funny. It made me laugh. <laughs> the, the, the wings had hair under the arm. I was just, it was horrible. And, uh, that was a French airline. Yeah, French airline, actually. Uh, but she maybe thought, the, the owner of the club, Silver was her name, she probably thought, oh, this is the second, you know, Freddie Prince. Because there were no Latino comedians. Hmm. There was only one other guy, Al Romero, who, by the way, is from Miami. He lives in Miami. Uh, and, and myself. Everybody good comes from Miami. <sighs> well, okay. <laughs> that's another podcast. Okay. <laughs> but that's how I got started. I kind of by and, mistake. Kind of, yeah. And I hear this a lot from comedians. That's when I say, I didn't, didn't, racism is good sometimes. Because if the guy wouldn't have been racist, I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't have done comedy. I would have gone dancing. That, 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 you know. Actually, it, was a, it wasn't a Latin night. That's probably why I didn't let us in. But it's like that saying goes, right? I don't, I don't like cliches, but everything happens for a reason. Right. It kind of right. does. Yeah. Or and you've got to know how to yeah. turn a negative into a positive, right? Yeah. And you, and, you, and you did this, that, and you seized the moment, and well, so thank here God you are. Well, for my friends, because if they wouldn't have said, you can do it, you could do it, I wouldn't have done it. Right. So yeah, kind of like, so. By mis- you, got, you bumped into comedy kind of by mistake. I did. Inspired by your friends. Yeah. So what's your first big gig? So after the lady says, come back to you, or she tells you to come back. Mm-hmm. The owner of the club. What happens after that? Well, what happens was I go on after this very high energy guy, and he's all over the place. Right? 
And I come on and go, so, uh, uh, you know, just talking like that, just very, very mellow. And I died. I mean, I, I didn't get one laugh. And then she didn't put me back on for about two months. Hmm. About two months. She would go back and go, uh, and I'd be the only one there. And she'd go, all right, t- close the show. And I'm sitting there. Look like, past you like. Yes. She would look over my head and go, uh, okay, you know what? Close the show. And I'd be sitting there like, what the hell's going on? So I went to another comedy club, the comic strip, and I started getting on there. I started getting on there more frequently. And then what happened was uh, I had a van back then. The 80s, vans were in. Okay. And uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Paul Reiser and all these guys were doing gigs in Jersey. And they needed somebody to drive them. So they would always go to the booker. They'd ask the booker, can you, uh, can you get Joey? Joey? Joey's very funny. He's very funny. <laughs> but I had a van. <laughs> so I would drive them. And so you used to drive Jerry Seinfeld around. And Keenan Ivory Waynes and Damon Waynes. Uh, and you drive them where? I drive them to the Shows, gigs. to different gigs. Right, to different gigs. And then I would MC the show. Okay. And then little by little, then I would be the, the, the featured act, the opening act. And then I would be the featured act. And then eventually I became the headliner of the comedy clubs. So I started headlining the comedy clubs. That's great. Yeah, yeah. How do you then get into acting? Uh, there was a movie. Well, actually, it was Mark. Okay. Mark, Mark said to me, I'm doing this movie, an East Side Story, and uh, you should be in it. I'm going, well, that's great. I should be in it. Yeah, I should, I should be on Carson, too. I should be, you know. <laughs> he goes, no, no, I'm going to talk to the guy. I'm going to talk to the guy. Yeah, I want you to be in it. So he wanted me to be the, the MC of the big showdown in the movie. And Ralph Mercado did that. Okay. And so they said, well, he'll be the DJ. So I played the DJ. I had like one scene. That was it. So that was the first movie I ever did. Uh, then I did Punchline in 1989, I believe it was. I did Punchline um, with Tom Hanks and Sally Field. And that was great because Tom Hanks was following me around to the clubs to watch me perform because he played a stand-up comedian. So we became very friendly. So he was studying you for his role. He was studying me and other comedians also. But I remember one day going into the comic strip and they were all excited. Go, Tom Hanks just came in and he was asking for you. I go, yeah, he's always bothering me. Siempre está jodiendo. Yeah, like, like no, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. That's why I came late. So, <laughs> but he's one of the nicest guys in the world. Very nice Still to this day, if he sees me, he'll come up to me and go, hey, remember 125th Street? We shot that thing. Because we worked for like three weeks together. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. before, let's rewind a little bit. When you had, you actually had a TV show. Yes. And that's where Mark was a guest on your show. Yes. And you guys kind of made a, he made a promise to you. Let's talk about that. So I had this show called The Latin Connection. And it was a great show. We, it was all about Latino entertainers. But in 1988, there weren't that many Latino entertainers that were crossing over. There was, you know, no Jennifer Lopez. There was no Enrique Iglesias, you know. So, so I had this show. And after the third episode, we ran out of people to interview. <laughs> we ran out of baseball players. We, we, well, we had plenty of baseball players, but it wasn't about baseball. It was more about music. So uh, I believe uh, Mark came in with Sapphire. He had helped to write a song, Boy, I've Been Told with Sapphire, and he was there, and uh, they said, well, let's interview him, too. Go, well, let's do it. 
So we did a quick interview, and uh, and then he says, "Hey, let's." He found out I was a comedian. You know, Mark. Very Morgan funny. Loves to laugh. He loves He's to very laugh. funny. He tries to fix my jokes. I go, I go, look, I don't tell you how to hit the notes. Don't tell me how to fix my jokes. But he um, he said, let's let's go out to eat. So we went out to eat some Gucci Frito place in in uh, on 16th, 116th. And uh, we just started talking, talking. And I said, yeah, I'm going to be working at the comic strip next week. And he goes, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I said, all right, fine. So he would go. Like every time I was there, he would go, he would show up. And he'd go, hey, take, take my beeper number. Take my. He had a beeper. You Beepers. Know? <laughs> beeper. Could you yeah. tell everybody that don't know what a beeper is <laughs> so they understand what it is? The beeper is what doctors used to carry when they needed to be. Doctors and drug dealers. <laughs> yes, and drug dealers. And comedians. Yes. And salseros, obviously. <laughs> well, it caught up with, with show right. business. But yeah, so you would put, in the, put that number, you put no, your number in, and then people would call you back. Right, from a payphone. That's something where you'd put a quarter in. Yes. Do people know what quarters are these days? <laughs> so you put a quarter in there, and it was a payphone, and you'd dial something, and you put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was the rotary thing. Yeah, that's you couldn't old... beep somebody with the rotary phone. Uh, could you? I don't know. This no, no, a... you can. You can. can you? You to... Yeah, I don't know. This is like for. A, this is for a. Uh... I don't know. We have this is for a different it. podcast. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so Mark starts but, going to your shows. So Mark starts going to the shows, and uh, I'm sitting there, and he's like, "Here's that guy again." You know, I see him coming. I go, "Here's that guy, Mark Anthony. Here he is again." And afterwards, we would sit in the back and we talk. And you know, he'd always say the same thing. He go, "I'm going to be a singer." He, he hadn't started singing yet. This was pre uh, um, pre his uh, uh, salsa career, salsa and and house music, right, or, or freestyle. Right. Uh, and he said, I'm going to be a singer. When I become a singer, I'm going to be opening act. All right? I go, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a singer every single time. I'm going to be a singer. When I become a singer, I'm going to be opening act. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, one day I said to him, and I'm so glad I said this. I said, when you become a singer and you become a famous singer, I'll be your opening act. How about that? And he looked at me and he went, bet. Just like that. And here bet. you are. 21 years 21 later. 21 years later. Wow. What a cool yeah. story. That shows the integrity that he has and, yes. and the, the loyalty. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hola, my name is. My name is. Hola, my name is. My name is. 
What was the first show? The first show opening up for Mark Anthony like? Wow. And how has that changed? How has that evolved? Wow. <laughs> the first show was at the ballroom, uh, Hammerstein Ballroom, and uh, everybody was standing up. There was no seats. It was about a thousand people. And I came on, somebody came on and introduced me, and they got booed. And I said, uh-oh, this is not going to go right. So I go on, and I lasted five minutes because I started telling jokes, and people were like, boo, boo, we want Mark, we want Mark. And I glanced over, and there's Mark behind the curtain, and he's laughing his ass <laughs> off. He is laughing, having the best time of his life. He's just laughing. And I go like this, I go, oh. I go, all right, thank you very much. Mark's coming out soon. Boom. And I, and I walk off. And as I walk off, I'm, I'm feeling bad. You know, I'm feeling like, oh, man. And he's just like, oh, they hated you. They hated you. you know? He went on, had a great show. After that, that same night, we went to the comic strip because I had a late spot. And we went to the comic strip and uh, I did a show. And then we hung out to like 5 o'clock in the morning. The place was closed and they kept it open for us. And we just drank, and you know, you know, Mark likes to drink a little bit, not a lot, <laughs> but we drank, and we got, yeah, we, oh yeah, that's all he, he at that time it was Heineken, he was drinking okay. a lot of Heineken, and tipping big, I was like, oh, this guy's making a lot of money, I see, <laughs> but, but it was fun, I mean, and, and ever since then, that was like 1999, you know, oh. so. So 21 years, touring with Mark, so many comedy shows you haven't bombed maybe you bombed one or one or two at the beginning never <laughs> <laughs> at least that first one i can tell you a big a good story Please. about bombing oh we went to puerto rico after worse the, than the first one which worse than worse. the first time that oh, you are the second time that you auditioned at the comedy worse. club 10 times worse. okay so we do the first long tour theaters and we're everywhere canada everywhere Last Already two with shows, Mark. With Mark. Touring. Touring. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting, marry me, Joey. I'm getting, I, I mean, I'm killing it. Every single city, I'm killing. I'm doing 45, 50 minutes. And we get to Puerto Rico. I'm like, oh, this is great. My parents are living in Puerto Rico. I get them a car. Don't tell me you bombed in La Isla. No, I didn't just bomb. I stunk up the whole island, the whole Ay Caribbean. Ay Dios. So I go up there. I, I get my parents a limo. They come up. We're at the Roberto Clemente uh, Stadium, which was just opening up. The road, some of the roads weren't completely co completed. So we get there, and uh, it's a stadium, 30,000 people. I sit there, oh, my God. I go, I got to be on the big screens, right? They go, no, you can't. That Budweiser owns that, and they don't want anybody except their name up there. I went, I, 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 I got to be on the screen. It's 30,000 people. I said, you see that guy over there? You can't see him, right? Well, he can't see me either, right? Nope. So we had two other opening acts. I was the third opening act, and then Mark. So my parents were right in front, front row seats. No pressure, Joey. No pressure. First act goes up, one song gets booed. He gets off. Mm -hmm. Second act, three beautiful women. They're dancing. They're beautiful. You know Puerto Rico, they love their women. Third, two songs, they get booed. I'm like, oh, geez. Then somebody goes, we got to take an intermission, and then you'll go on. I want you, 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 you're killing me. You're killing me. So they take a 15-minute intermission. People are going crazy. Budweiser is giving out free beer to Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico. <laughs> People are going crazy, right? All of a sudden, helicopter goes up right over the stadium. Everybody knows it, would, it was leaked that Mark was going to land behind the stadium. In a helicopter. In a helicopter. So they go, ladies and gentlemen, 
Welcome, Joey Vega. Boo, pa fuera, pa fuera. Oh my God. It was horrible. It was horrible. They started doing the wave. Pa fuera, pa fuera. My parents are right up there sitting there. The only ones clapping? So I'm trying. Or are they booing you too? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) That would suck. They went like this. We're we're not his parents. Boo! Joey's parents, who? Me? No, no, no. I don't know that guy. Well, what happened was I go up there and I, and I start and I try and I try and nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. Boo, boo, boo. So finally I go, okay. So I go to my parents and I go, I might never win an Oscar or an Emmy, <laughs> but I'm going to give you my Oscar speech. Thank you so much for being the greatest parents in the world, blah, blah. And I'm going, you know, and the people are quiet. And then I go, and you people, you can go, ba, 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 carajo, you know. And I drop the mic and I leave. Well, that wasn't the end of it. Because when I got back to the States, the radio station was like, Joey, what happened? Can you come on? I go, yeah, come on. I don't care. You know. So I came on. I told my story. And then like months later, I got canceled from some gigs because they were afraid to have my name associated with them because of what happened. So uh, two months later, my brother says, hey, I just saw the, the, the Spanish uh, uh, people. You're in it. I'm like, what do you mean I'm in it? He says, you're in it, and so are my, our parents. The Spanish People magazine, like People in Español. Yeah. Okay. They had, so they had a little picture of my parents, an insert uh-huh. of my mother like this, and my father like this, and then me on stage. <laughs> so I took it, and it had, how dare Mark Anthony bring this guy here, in New Yorkian, and insult They were tearing you up. Oh, they were tearing me up. So I took it, and I framed it, and I still have it on my wall. <laughs> It's, it's uh, interesting you mentioned that because that still goes on today. So, para la isla, you were New Yorican, so you didn't belong there? Is that kind of like I what think the, they just, I, the they, headline was about? Yeah, I or didn't belong there. You weren't good there. enough to be there? Plus, I, I insulted them by mm. saying, you know, because I, 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 I made a little speech like, you know, I've traveled with Mark all over Canada, the United States, and everyone, you know, accepted me. Everyone had a great time. And this is where I wanted to perform because this is where my parents are from. My roots are here. And you guys wouldn't let me, so I just said, carajo. So that, I think, really got them, and they really... I mean, I went for Mark's uh, wedding to, to Dianara was like three months later. I was going to say, which one? There's been a lot. <laughs> well, for Dianara. <laughs> when I went back, three months later, at the airport, people go, mira, ese, ese, ese no, que insultó, ese en tu... Su- Are yeah. you serious? Ese insultó el pueblo de Puerto Rico, ese. I had to, like, basically run to my hotel. It's kind of like Persona yeah, Non Grata in Puerto yes, Rico for a couple yes, months yeah. until they got over that. Why, why do Latinos, so that was the worst bomb ever. Why do Latinos do that, do you think? And it happens a lot with, uh, with, with all Latinos, but specifically I've seen it a lot with, with uh, Caribbeans, with Cubans, yeah. with, with Puerto Ricans. If yeah, you're yeah. from there, if you're from here, you know, Puerto por ejemplo, de la isla, a lot of Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. from the island don't consider if you're, you're, you know, if you're born in New, York, in New York, but you're proud of your right. heritage, uh, Puerto Rican heritage, and you... Even try to speak Spanish. No, no. Uh, you're not good enough. Right? Yeah, they, they, they kind of ridicule you in a way. But, you know, Puerto Ricans are always very uh, demeaning in a funny sense. I mean, I have to chistoso. You know, you know, like they put you down in a funny way. But a lot of the times it's translated into, you know, you're saying the truth in jest, but you really don't like me. And, you know, you don't want me to speak Spanish, but I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Yeah. And thankfully, I speak pretty good Spanish, considering I was born and raised in New York. Uh, but I, I see that a lot. It's changing only because there's so many uh, New Yorkans that have moved back to the island, although now they've all moved back to the States. 
But at one point, they were all moving back, a lot of them. So it, it changed for a while. But it's still, there's still that slight divide. Got a lot of work to do there. Yeah. I, it's yeah. Not a, I always say it's not about language. It's about yeah. culture. Yes. And we should applaud, uh, you know, second, third generation Latinos that embrace their culture. Mm -hmm. And even if the, the language is not spoken perfectly, that's okay. And he's, right. y si lo hablan un poco mal, también es okay. Right. No hay que ridicule. You don't have to ridicule them. Right. What we should be doing is applauding them and getting them to, to feel proud of what they're speaking. It's, it's your culture, caramba. But here's the thing is that if, if a, an American speaks Spanish with a heavy accent and misses words, it's okay. There you go. It's okay. But when yeah, our people do yeah, it, yeah. it's not okay. No. Instead of saying, caramba, he's proud. This person's proud of their culture. Yeah. Let's applaud that. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do there. How difficult is it doing comedy in this day and age? Is there anything that's off limits? It's everything is off limits. You could say hello and you offended someone. <laughs> you know, it's, it's horrible. How complicated uh, is it to write? Uh, it's very, com you know, for me, it's not because you know, I've been, I'm 41 years into it. I thought he was going to so. say you're 41 years old. I was going to hear full of shit. <laughs> no, I'm, no, only, I'm, say, I'm 41, only 51. You look really good. I'm only 51. I started at <laughs> 10. <laughs> you're like shopping at Ross right now for your age. Un descuento. 30 30%. 30%. 30%. 30%. Oh, it's always 30% off. It's 30%. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's difficult because of the climate. Because now, even recently, at one of the Mark concerts, I, I'm doing my show, blah, blah, blah. And the, the trombone player, Ozzy, comes over. He goes, hey, this girl really liked you. She wants to say hi. So I walk over and she goes, you're a misogynist. You're this, you're that. What that's cut out. I'm like, what? what did I do? You're fat shaming. I was fat shaming because I said, and this is, I say it in most of my shows. No está la goldita. I love golditas. Where are you, golditas? I love you. So I'm shouting out golditas, right? Sure, you're shouting out. I'm the only one that's giving them props, right? But she was, and she wasn't goldita. She felt offended. She wasn't. She, she wasn't goldita. She, she was sticking but, up for. She was sticking up for the gorditas. Right, but that's what's happening in society yeah. is that everybody sticks up for somebody else now. Mm. You know, I had somebody. I did an Indian casino. Mm -hmm. <gasps> uh oh. Did you say Indian? Yeah, I did an Indian casino, and people said, "Why? That's indigenous people." Blah blah. blah. I said, "Okay." So I asked the people at the casino that are indigenous people, right? And they said, "We're fine with Indian." We didn't change it. The white man changed it. <laughs> so it's always somebody else getting offended for other people. There you people. go. Funny. We went uh, recently, we were doing a, uh, a, a Thanksgiving uh, party, and I wanted to call it the Pavo uh, pool party, turkey pool party. Right. And they said no because we, it was taking place in a casino, and there was a tribe involved, and they, wanted, they didn't want that. And it turned out that it wasn't the tribe at all because afterwards they had like the Thanksgiving Eve party at that, that later that same <laughs> night. So sometimes people, you know, yes. they, I know it, it, they say they want to stick up for other people, but they're right. doing more harm than good. Yep, exactly. You know, if you genuinely are offended about something, I think you should speak up and say, hey, I feel this way. Right. And try to figure out where that person's coming from. Not everybody has the yeah. intentions to piss yeah. you off. or well, to, well, the thing is that know, she said I was a misogynist and I hated women and I was fat shaming. And mm. I said, well, do you listen to, to Pitbull? Do you listen to reggaeton? Do you listen to rap? You dance to all of that, right? Sure she does. I, I said, sure you dance does. to all of that, right? But have you heard the words that they're saying? How they're demeaning women in yeah. those songs? Some, some of them? You know, and she just kept quiet. She was like, oh. And her friends around her, they went like this around you know, like, don't pay attention. So she had too much put, to drink. She had too yeah, much to drink. I said, I'm going to put rhythmic sounds to my comedy so this way I won't offend anybody. This way you could just dance when I'm saying, Don't tell a goldita. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hola, my name is. Hola, my name is. Joey, you've written for George Lopez, for uh, Chris Rock. How difficult is it when you come up with a good punchline, a good joke, ah, to you know, to give it up, a good, give up a good joke or decide, hey, I want to keep that for myself. It's, it's not easy. The only thing that makes you give it up, it's that paycheck. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was writing for George Lopez, I was on staff for his TV show and uh, I would just write, I would write 50 jokes a day. I mean, it's not easy. I didn't think I could do it and the head writer said, you could do it, you've been writing for Chris Rock for years. So, I would sit in my computer and look at everything that's going on in the internet and just write jokes. And sometimes you get a joke and you're like, oh, this joke I like. You know, it's like a little baby because you, you create it out of thin air. You know, you think about it. It's just, it, was, it didn't exist. All of a sudden it exists. It makes hundreds of people laugh. So, but at the end of the day, you have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Your job is to try to get as many good jokes forward as possible. So... And if you want to keep your job, sure. And you know, when you're in the writers' guild, it's 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 a good salary. You got to keep yeah. relevant too, no? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So between writing, stand up, acting, what do you enjoy the the most? Stand up, stand up without a doubt. Is it uh, therapy for you? What do you feel when you're up there? Oh man, I can't even describe it because I've gone up there with a hundred and three fever. And the adrenaline takes over and you don't feel a thing. That's great. So you've gone up and yeah. done stand-up comedy and spread COVID. Yes. Uh, I am single. Very responsible. I am. <laughs> I'm responsible <laughs> for all of the New York COVID that happened last year. You are the guy. I did it. And some of New Jersey. Okay. They got to change of- that ugly red ball and put your face. <laughs> and go with that little ball with the thing. No, it's just me. <laughs> no, I've done it. I've done it with hundreds. I did it after my parents passed away couple of weeks after I did it when my brother passed away and that's really difficult but once you're on stage something takes over that you want you want people to laugh you want people to love you you want people to like you I don't know what it is maybe it's it's just that maybe it's just you want people to like you 
and and that's the way of getting it. But um, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult when when you're sick or when you're on you're you know you're feeling down, because when you're up there, it's the greatest feeling in the world. When you get off, it's like somebody hit you in the face. It's somebody hit you with an anvil in your head, like the Roadrunner. You know, it's it it just knocks you down. I had 103 fever. I went out there. I did an hour. I was I had a great time. I got off and basically collapsed. Wow. Yeah. The adrenaline. The adrenaline. adrenaline just, yeah. Went, once the adrenaline was gone, I was like, boom. What are you most proud of? What's been your biz- biggest success in your career? Um, in my career, I would say just the longevity. Just the longevity. I know a lot of guys that started with me and uh and you know they had to stop they weren't successful i had moderate success you know um i think the people that opened for me if you want to list and this is why sometimes my wife goes just shut up you know you've <laughs> had a, you've had a great time because the people that have opened me were like ray romano chris rock opened for me many many times before he was big uh adam sandler I mean, you name any big, big name that's relevant now, Billy, Bill Burr. I mean, all these guys, they open for me because I've been in it so long. Uh, and that's a great thing and a bad thing because I look and I go, well, I'm not at their level. You know, although we're friends and I could hang out with them and I'm not at their level, but I'm also made a great living for myself. You know, I've, I've, you know, I've been able to afford two divorces. <laughs> I've given away two houses and a condo. <laughs> <laughs> all so, thanks to comedy. All thanks to comedy. And Mark, let me tell you something <laughs> that I haven't told anyone, and I haven't even told Mark. When Mark t- took me on tour in 2000, I was dead broke. I had just gotten a divorce. I had lost everything. He doesn't and know that still he today. Doesn't he doesn't know that. Know that. To this day. I'm, I, I'm telling you this. He doesn't know that to this day. I was dead broke. Uh, he took me on tour, paid me very well, got me back on my feet, I started to tell him, and he went, let's go have fun. I said, Mark, man, I got very, you know, sent to him. Mark, I want to, at the end of the tour, it's like, Mark, thank you so much. I just want to tell you that this has come. He goes, let's go have some fun. I went, okay. So to this day, I haven't told him that. But he, I, he brought me, I mean, he, he picked me up from, you know, I was down and out. I had quarters in my pocket. You see him almost daily. Maybe haven't had a chance to have this conversation, but he's watching now. So what would you tell Mark right now? <laughs> tell Mark what you really think about him. What would I tell Mark? Yeah. Right Pretend now? that my camera right there. This, I, this, uh, this, this, uh, what do you call this? Uh, this tripod? tripod is almost as skinny. As, <laughs> actually, Mark is skinnier than this tripod. Pretend this is Mark. What would you actually, tell him? Actually, Mark is hiding behind the tripod. <laughs> we just don't see him. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I still want to open for him. <laughs> you got a radio career. I still want to open. I don't think you're thin at all, Mark. I think you're very well built. Now, I would tell Mark, listen, uh, he doesn't want to hear the serious stuff. He doesn't want to hear, I mean, I'm forever grateful. First of all, I know he doesn't need me. He doesn't need me on the shows. Mark doesn't need anybody but Mark. Mark is, is a huge star, you know? So... For him to every single time insist on having me on the show, that to me speaks volumes. That to me is the greatest thing in the world. And, and, I, and if, if he is watching, I want to thank you very much. And before I start crying, what's your next question? Because <laughs> I'm not going to cry. Are you an emotional guy? I am very emotional. Does comedy come from a dark place? They say that a lot of comedians are depressed. Do you suffer from depression? Or? I don't suffer from depression, but I can see it. 
Uh, I can see other comedians that are depressed. I also see a lot of comedians that are, are up. Uh, they're not depre depressed people. Uh, it doesn't come from a dark place. It comes from an observational place where comedians are able to look at things differently. You know, they see a guy wearing, you know, a suit or wearing jeans, and they see it differently than the average person. That's why whenever you see, whenever there's a, a, a party, there's a big gathering, and there's only three comedians in the whole place, they find each other. Somehow it's like a magnet. They find each other. Uh, it, it's, it's weird because being a comedian, it's not, it's not about being depressed. A lot of people do work from depression, and they get their funniest things from depression and uh, a divorce and all that. I don't. You know, I worked in a hospital for many, many years before I did stand-up, and I don't have one hospital joke because mm. I just didn't like it. I didn't like working there. So that that would have been my depression, and I would have been talking right. about but I, I don't. As a know. seasoned comedian, what would your advice be to anyone that wants to start up in comedy or a new and upcoming comedian? Don't do it. <laughs> just that simple. <laughs> There's enough comedians already. Don't do it. We don't have enough comedians. <laughs> no, they, you know what? You have to do, this is a mistake that I made, was that I tried to please everyone. Whenever I did stand up and Seinfeld was in the room or or Eddie Murphy, I would try to cater my, you know my 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 show. I think they're gonna like this. I'm thinking you should just do what you're gonna do. Uh, Dice Clay is a perfect example. Dice Clay, when he was doing his Dice Man character, everybody said that's you're never gonna make it that way. And he said, Ah, this is what I want to do. And they said this is hard. People are gonna hate you. He became the biggest stand-up comedian in the 80s and early 90s. He was the biggest stand-up comedian. Unfortunately, he didn't evolve into something else. He stayed as the dice man. Mm -hmm. So after a while, people just go, okay, you know, we've had it with you. You know, who's the next guy? You know, that's... Joey, I always have my, uh, my guests leave a question for my next guest without knowing who that person is going to be. And my guest just prior to you was J.W. Cortez. He leaves this question. If you could call one person from your past, who would it be and why? Shit. Uh, see? See? <laughs> it would be my brother. What happened to your brother? Passed away suddenly. Why are you doing What are you, Oprah? Come on. Don't do this to me. Uh, yeah. He passed away suddenly, and he was uh, the greatest guy I know. Yeah. How old was he when he passed? Fuck you, Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> he was 46. Yeah. Yeah. And he was 17 years younger than I was, but uh, he was about 100 years uh, smarter and more. Yeah, he, was, he, was, uh, he was the guy I always looked to, to this day. And Joey, you're the guy that he a lot of people... <laughs> That caught me by surprise. You're the guy that a lot of people look to when they go to uh, to Mark Anthony's uh, concert. It's just part of, uh, it's like a yearly thing. You can, you know, I've had this conversation so many different times, not just because Mark is our, our brother and we do a lot of work with him. It's just uh, from the heart. You go see a Mark Anthony show and there's the energy, the the, the vibe, the it's just it's on it's on uh, the euphoria that exists between people and how people dress up and they look they anticipate mm -hmm. and how people um, travel from different parts of the world just to see Mark Anthony on stage. There's nobody, uh, I think, is one of the best 
performers of, of, of our time without a doubt. And I've told him that a million times. And when I tell him, he says, Cállate, let's go have a drink. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, part of that culture also, when you go see Mark Anthony on tour, is seeing uh, Joey Vega. And I want to thank you uh, for always making it fun and breaking that ice. It's, and people it's... dress up and they have, go have their drinks and get ready to dance to Mark Anthony's music. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, Paya voy. But they're also looking forward to seeing Joey Vega on that stage. I appreciate All the that. best to you, brother. Keep it, keep, Thank keep you it so funny. Thank you so much. Thank you for making me cry. <laughs> for J.W. Cortez. <laughs> and of course, Cortez. Leave, leave, your, leave your question for my next guest without knowing who that person's oh going to be. Oh, God. I'm going to leave the same question. I want to see <laughs> them cry. It can't be the I same want... one. It can't be the same one. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> I want to see them cry. I want to make you cry, whoever you are. Um... <laughs> uh, Oh, man. Okay, so my question would be, uh, this is a silly question. Who would be the, who, it, who, hmm, I don't know if it's a singer or an actor or, or a, okay, in your profession, who do you think is the, the zenith, the, the, the apex, the, the number one performer? whether it's a singer or an actor, who would be the number one and how would you be able to kill them so you could be number one? (laughs) You just asked somebody to plan someone's murder? I did. That's the first on my podcast. I'm an accessory now. (laughs) You can follow Joey Vega on Instagram. Uh, Comedian Joey Vega. Comedian Joey Vega. He's always on tour. He's always doing something when he's not on stage with Mark Anthony. Comedian Joey Vega, make sure you follow him on Instagram. Joey, all the best to you, Thank brother. Thank you so much, Enrique. Thank you. I, this is a pleasure. This Thank is, you, brother. I could talk to you for hours. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you man. Me. I appreciate it. Hola, my name is. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life... I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum Card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.